I don't think even my better half knows me this well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him to listen to this episode or not. <laughs> and he gets scared for one thing that you get bored of things so quickly. Kabi mere se bore ho gayi to. Oh God. How? How do you do it? And so, I really love this part of your job. Oh God, I envy you. <laughs> there welcome to absolutely right india's first graphology based podcast show and as you know we just completed 176 episodes of our podcast and as our gratitude to our listeners we thought how about having you as our guest on the show so we had three wonderful listeners who are with me right now and i will be talking to them i'll be analyzing their writing and more interestingly they will be analyzing one another because all of them have each other's handwriting samples so let's walk in and talk about personality behavior challenges and graphology an ending topic that we have on the podcast so let's begin hi everybody hi elti welcome to the show uh how long have you been listening to the podcast and if you have anything your favorite anything that stayed with you i am all ears uh i think i started this almost like 8 uh, months back Okay. and i have been listening to the sessions going on and on and and i have been looking forward to these uh, sessions because i because i learned graphology now there are tips and tricks to kind of decode it in a better way yeah. and uh, though we're talking about the same things on a repetitive basis but then i think the repetition actually helps to kind of register things in a better way so i think it also makes you understand that okay if uh, if you know you're judging a person how it's happening like what are you correlating so it's it's really interesting some of these episodes have been so interesting and you're like oh my god wow <laughs> is there anything that that stayed with you and and kind of you know like a penny drop moment or came back to you when you were dealing with a problem oh yeah so uh i was listening to this episode where you spoke about the th mm-hmm. and, uh, and i'm like oh my god like that's and when i'm just writing i'm like okay this is going high this is going high every time it just happens i happen to notice it so uh, that's really interesting and and you know i've started understanding a lot of things about myself which i was like why is it happening but that's how i am and that's who i am So, so for that, our listener, just to add here, the th the combination that she's talking about is the letter t being shorter than the letter h, talks about how open are you to learn new things and how curious you are and how flexible you are to give up on your ego. And if it is other way around, then uh, sticking to your ego could be a problem. So yes, Sachin. Thanks for having me. So uh you know uh, the two episodes that I really liked was uh, one was Rohit uh, mm-hmm. the CEO of Z and the second one was Aparna Popat who's a badminton champion like uh, these were the best episodes that I felt so the thing about Rohit was uh, his listening skills and his empathy like the way he just spoke and you know like uh, the way he goes about managing his business and you know conducting his day to day activities and at such a large scale i mean hats off to him and uh, you know the empathy that he has uh, is commendable and the way he you know like understands his employees and 
Yeah, really interestingly, nice. also he spoke about how their performance went up multifold and how they actually created record-breaking uh, targets during the pandemic, where everybody was like going crazy and didn't know how to deal with it in digital space. Obviously, the industry was booming at that point, but they just took the whole business to the next level. So, Sachin, being a business owner yourself, this becomes more interesting for you, isn't it? Uh, definitely, uh, being a business owner, uh, it makes a huge difference. So the one thing that I really like about uh, both of them actually is uh, they always strive to be better than what they were yesterday. So that's one uh, major takeaway for me. So, you know, like uh, I would definitely want to be better than what I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And nowadays that's the ultimate uh, this thing Person. goal that I have. Sure, sure. So I... Uh... Actually, I, you know, I used to uh, see um, your post on Insta and then I got to know about the podcast. And um, I remember this one person whom you had interviewed, uh, Nepali Nair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... yes, and her leadership qualities from her handwriting, you know, that part of the handwriting when you highlighted and, you know, when she had agreed, it was like, it just intrigued me that how you know how can you and because i'm studying psychology and i thought okay you know this is going to be like really amazing and any which way this was something that i really wanted to learn and hence i had to you know get into your graphology course i had to do it how nice how nice so uh you know before we actually start uh, the actual conversation i would like for you to introduce yourself you know like a short introduction so that our listeners can have the background where are you from what exactly do you do what are the pursuits or challenges that you're facing currently that you would like to talk about over to you guys so i am pomika soni i am an interior designer i have been working in the field for almost uh, 7 years now uh, i have been trying so i have my own practice in mumbai currently situated in ahmedabad and uh, trying to deal with uh, uh, mentoring uh, designers here which uh, come with a very different thought process and background so that i think has been the most challenging thing for me right now I, uh, my name is Sachin and I'm from Delhi. So I have a business of touch monitors. So we manufacture touch monitors and there has been a lot of uh, progress uh, in the last four years. So one challenge that I uh, face is uh, I want to bring my uh, productivity up, like how I can get uh, more productivity from my employees. So that is one area I'm working on and that's a challenge as well. Okay. So I'm Kinnery and um, I'm from varied background in terms of work. I have been in banking for 20 years and I moved to education industry. I worked there for 10 years and I took a break from working because I wanted to be with my daughter who was in boards. Uh, I'm in standard 10 who would have given her boards and uh, the pandemic started and, uh, okay. and she did not complete her boards because of obviously uh, because of the pandemic and I thought now I'll never be able to get back to work because both are not over. <laughs> theoretically but anyways and then I also started studying um, I took up a course of I started doing my master's in psychology wow. and uh, while I was doing that I you know heard about I heard your I read your post and uh, I don't know I the day I read you know sometimes when you see a, a actress on a in a film and you know someone like for example Bhumika Pednekar 
you know, she's like someone next door girl, you know, right. a lot of people feel that. Right. That way I felt that Aditi is someone who I just know. She's, <laughs> I know her. She, matlab, of course, she's such a big whatever. <laughs> but I connected with her. So, you know, I started following and I wanted to do act because I don't know what I want to do in life. So I thought, and just, I just, um, that mental gym thing, it's, it's just amazing. And that's how I'm like, yeah, into graphology. And I'm still so enamored with the whole thing that I don't know when I'll do act now. So Kinnari, I must tell you, after 17, 18 years of this career, I'm still enamored. Every now and then I land up looking at a handwriting stroke and its interpretation. And I'm like, oh my God, how can this be so accurate? How can this story that the person is talking about be so... Uh, so moving, so real, you know, like how we watch movies or how we read books. Like I get to read a book in every conversation yeah. that I do. So that, that I think is the most fascinating part. And so, I really love this part of your job. Oh God, I envy you. <laughs> I think if you're studying psychology, I think you're walking down the path. There is no turning back. Anybody who has learned psychology, studied people, or if you're interested in watching people in general, then you already have interest in other people's business. And that if you become a professional in that, you can only imagine how much do you kind of enjoy doing yeah. 24 by 7. So yeah. So I have your handwriting samples with me and all of you have each other's handwriting samples. So let's begin with Bhumika's writing. So Bhumika, uh, we had asked actually all of you, we had asked you to write a handwriting sample on a blank, which means unruled sheet of paper. We said, do not copy anything from anywhere, write something spontaneously so that we can look at the writing sample and know what's happening inside your mind right now in this moment, but at the same time, how your personality is shaped over the years. Handwriting or graphology as a subject can talk about all of this. So let's get started and let's look at what are the the questions, Bhumika, you have for me. Uh, firstly, I would like to ask you if uh, through my writing, if you can uh, decipher any of my skills in terms of how I uh, work with people. Okay. So that's a broad question. But when we talk uh, about with people, let's talk, let's begin with first communication. How good you are, how, you know, everybody has a, uh, Bhumika's writing and I'm referring to the slant of the writing which is the degree at which the writing is tilted so we say this in graphology if your writing is towards the right side of your page then that talks about you being more open to have a conversation you're more extrovertish which means you gain energy by connecting with others by really having deep conversations or even conversations in general so if you're feeling upset if you're feeling worked up you pick up your phone and talk to people if something is not working for you and if you can't find an answer you're like okay instead of sitting alone and breaking my head let me just talk to a friend about something absolutely unrelated but still do that now as a leader or as a team team leader in any position it helps you to get things going because you bring in joy you bring in social warmth in in your teams in the way you function now the other side which also adds at the same time works um, helpful towards your pursuit as a team leader is your ability to have clarity so many times if you uh, are explaining a point you're very clear about what you want and what you do not want and that is really helpful for a team in a long run 
but sometimes people get upset because you don't ask them too many opinions you do not ask them exactly what they would like you just tell them this is what you want and this is how it's going to be and that becomes um, that direct approach can be little difficult for some people until they get used to you but once they get used to you that is um, not a concern i'm saying this because there's a connection style specific connection style between two letters where you become slightly angular and that brings in more objectivity so you do have angular connection formation so if you're new to graphology everything in graphology or handwriting analysis talks about minute choices that can represent a certain behavioral pattern so the way one letter is connected to the other and if it is done in an angular formation it talks about somebody's style being very objective they're determined to get the result and they can become slightly aggressive at times and that becomes a challenge when it comes to running the team that's so true <laughs> absolutely right is the uh, right word i should be using <laughs> so is there any specific problem bhumika that you are facing when it comes to people uh sometimes i feel that uh, uh, there are things that i should communicate or i should tell people which i do not tell or i put it off for later i think sometimes and that's when there are certain issues uh, that you know like you know how you just do like a mom like it's just like a thing for everybody to summarize right. so something on a similar concept so i feel i'm struggling with that and does that kind of show on the writing so i feel anybody who is very good with getting teams going they are very clear with their internal systems they not only teach other people how to do things they also teach other people how to deal with them right okay that means sometimes you have to uh, you know how we get chalan if we don't wear mask or we break signals similarly in in your team people should know that what is expected out of them and what is not and i'm not saying go ahead and give chalans but i'm saying the behavior that you're constantly exhibiting must be consistent and thereby people must know what is happening what is not happening what is okay what is not okay what is acceptable by your client what is not acceptable if that is not presented as a system then it becomes very confusing and many of your problems i'm specifically referring to your lower case letter f where you do not have the first top formation uh, as a loop but only the bottom formation is the loop what does that mean so again for our listeners i'm describing this letter again the letter f is written as a vertical stick line and as it comes down in the lower half there is a loop that is formed on the right side of the letter so if that f is if you only talk about that one that that talks about how good you are in executing things but planning or creating systems for your team is not your strongest suit so either uh, delegate that work to somebody or if you're working with other senior interior designers look at them and see how they do it or there are so many formats that you can then apply because other people have tried and tested them and if you kind of follow these rules then you don't have to necessarily create the entire system you can take a ready made solution and in a way find your implementation to it but if you fail to do it if you cannot do it if you do not land up doing it then you will have to have these difficulties in saying what you want to say should i say it should i not say it that will always remain another thing uh, with the connections that we are talking about you learn a lot 
by observing people it comes so naturally to me absolutely and thereby you must hang with people or uh, go and meet people who are in your profession and extremely successful i call this technique as brain picking and you might have read about brain picking a lot but brain picking is simply hanging with people who are successful or more efficient than you are who are more knowledgeable than you are and when you do that you learn by just observing these people because they'll fall fail get into situations talk about the situations you'll see how they maneuver and get out of it that is a greater learning so this happens like you know even if i am like with a client and sometimes you know i'm stuck and then i'm just having a conversation with him and he's like you know this is this is a problem this is a roadblock and i think you know there's a problem we might have to wait for a few days and then he's like listen but why don't we do this and it just happened two days back and uh, and then we just came up with a solution just like that and i'm like wow you know sometimes just conversations can just lead into solutions absolutely and that can only be available to a person who's open to listen to these solutions yes i think can you can you point out few uh, negatives okay so i'm going to come to the negative part of the question once i do a round with everybody then i'll come sure. okay sure sachin over to you uh from my writing and uh, know about my analytical skills right you want to know more about your analytical skills so uh, sachin when it comes to analytical skills we look for letters like v if they look like letter u then the analytical skills are slightly lower where the person becomes more emotional but if the v is pointed then it talks about higher uh skills of evaluating things because the point or the angle brings in like the black and white approach so kinnery and bhumika do you want to look at sachin's handwriting and see what kind of formation he has in letter v yeah it's very pointed yeah so evaluating the information is not a big challenge sachin that is not your problem what problem lies in taking a decision which is non emotional so when it comes to getting the information for example if you have to decide between which phone is better for me is it uh, samsung blah blah or apple wow whatever like abc whatever is the model and if you're evaluating then you gather information you look at what is better what is not better but that doesn't mean you will follow the information gathered to make a decision this is where your emotional side kicks in and pretty much takes over i'm talking about that because when we look at your slant of the writing it goes both ways and that talks about the emotional nature taking over so if it was only right side it talks about extroversion if it is only left side it talks about introversion but when when it goes both ways emotions are not like the strongest things that you would pick up and be consistent with so you might make your like you might try your level best to gather information to take a call but that might not mean that will actually lead to the real information based decision making and i think you are asking this question for the same reason yeah exactly uh, i had another question so uh, like so with my handwriting uh, do i am i able to say no to things when i don't want to do <laughs> okay so the quickest way to answer that question people who cannot say no to other people cannot say no to extra responsibilities and problems and whatever and then they feel completely overloaded it comes from two com- combination of two handwriting strokes one if your letter s 
in your writing has a long tail when it begins like a we call it starting stroke in graphology if it has like a long starting stroke which is pretty much touching the floor like some drape of somebody's pallu or something and then there's formation starts that means you definitely take other people's responsibilities on your head and just become the mother hen in the group the second part of it is why you can't say no or whether you can say no or not it comes from fear of being rejected people who have fear of being rejected will not allow other people to feel bad because they fear that if i say no to you now what if you reject what i want or reject me as your friend as a group member in the future that is about the lower case letter m where the second hump of the letter is taller than the first one so is it taller than the first one in the letter m do you have the letter s with a long pallu to it not always but at times yeah yes. but you do have so in this case it is so we have a combination of both the things so the answer is yes you do struggle with saying no to people and land up taking responsibility of their work on your head <laughs> kinnari is it very clear that i start something with lot of excitement okay and then uh, after some time it's just out it, it's like pus okay <laughs> and uh, you know i am consciously trying um something similar to what sachin has said i do not want to please people but knowingly unknowingly i'm just pleasing people mm-hmm. i feel so so i don't know is it uh, can we figure that out Okay, of course we can figure that out. But first of all, when you're trying very hard not to please people, we should also remember that culturally, all of us, especially women in our country, are constantly trained to please people. We are rewarded. No, no there are so many, so many strong, moti chamdi wali women I know. They are not wanting to please. No, no, I agree. But at the same time, culturally, we are all entrained to do that. So, if you are saying that I want to change that, you are also changing the the training that happened as a child or since childhood. And if you have been in joint family, if you have been a mother, so many times the the nature kind of also is suppressed by the environment right. where you are not allowed to say no. And if you one day wake up and say, from now on, I want to say no with firm, you know. moti chamdi or like the strength that other people have might not change immediately because all those behaviors were built over a period of time so we should give little training so thereby uh, i'm saying this also for our listeners that if you really think that you can't say no to people and if that plays on your mind start experimenting with it start trying small steps and see what happens if somebody rejects starts with strangers say no to strangers i know uh, a few friends who cannot even say no to strangers and i'm like but you didn't even know them and you could have always been polite what people struggle with they think being uh, saying no means rejecting the person is being rude what we do not realize is we can say no and be polite about it so while rejecting other people or saying no if you acknowledge their problem and this is little off graphology but if you acknowledge their problem and say i still would not be able to i still cannot 
I would not like to. If you say these things, it is not possible for me. Then you say the same message. You say no, but you just become polite about it. If you are firm, if you are calm, and if most importantly, if you're polite about why you're saying no, and I'm not saying justify that. You have to have that clarity in your hand. Sometimes you can't tell people the reason why you don't want to attend their parties and why you don't want to talk to them. But if you're polite about it and if you can still communicate clearly, it works. And if you don't believe me because that is your problem that we call people pleasing as a problem, then please start with strangers. Then start with people you know who trust you and would not react, overreact on your situation. And once you master these two areas, then walk and start talking to people like formally, socially, otherwise, you know, your extended family. Involve that then. But first two steps, start with your... Uh, start with strangers, start with your trusted ones, and then move to the third degree of the significant social embarrassment areas. Okay. So to look at your handwriting and answer that question, why you start too many things? And uh, something that I told actually the person whose episode you enjoyed the most, and she asked me the same question. She said, uh, I keep learning a lot. I am already like this marketing head for IBM, but still I have so much to learn. I have so much to pick up on. I have so many things to kind of, you know, uh, observe. And why does that happen? Because some people are multi-passionate people. Some people love to learn for the heck of learning. People love to explore because they think when they explore something, they grow with it and they get to learn newer sides of their own personality. It's, it's, you know, it's something which is very beautiful and valuable. Most people, the way we are, you know, our, our conditioning is we are forced to be experts. We are told, pick one thing and master that. That's what we are told by teachers, family members, everybody. But there are people who are multi-passionate. So Kinnari, if I'm not wrong, this is not your problem today. This has been your problem since childhood. You've always been interested in so many games, so many subjects. And people are like, which is your favorite subject? Which is your favorite friend? You can't answer such things because you never had one favorite. You had multiple favorites. And even you know, while cooking, while eating, while traveling, you don't, it's very difficult for you to choose one thing. It is. And I thought, I don't know <laughs> so uh, one thing that will remain consistent about you is the change that you will constantly introduce in your life so embrace that accept that and please do not try to lower this down or mellow this down because this ain't happening no matter what you do that cannot happen i'm saying this confidently because of two things one the lower loop in your writing like letter g y if you look at them carefully in many, many letters, the horizontal width is higher, which means they are horizontally stretched formations. That talks about your materialistic imagination, your curiosity, you wanting to explore multiple things. Again, let me repeat, I'm talking about the lower loops like Y, G, or for some people, it's also letter J. When you write those letters, and if the lower loops are horizontally stretched a bit, that talks about somebody's materialistic imagination being very active. The other part, uh, why things become very, very curiosity driven, because the upper loops in your writing, if you look at the letter H, L, anything that is upper loop, they're also well formed. So somebody who has longer upper loops 
and broad lower loops can show this trait. But some of your lower loops are also incomplete. So you start your letter Y, come 50% and leave the stroke there. That talks about how one can drop the thing at 50% when the challenge is over, when the fun is over, you're like, yeah, yeah, that detailing I'm not going to do. Let someone else do it. So just like, let's combine all these three things. The upper loops talk about intellectual connection with things. So you get curious. You're like, oh my God, that's interesting. I want to explore that. Then the lower zones, which are like the horizontally stretched wide loops, they give you, give that curiosity more fuel. So you go out, you talk to people, you explore things, you learn more about it. And now your curiosity is quenched. Now the work 50% is done. You're like, done? Okay, I think I should go. People are like, no, no, you signed up. Now complete the whole thing. You're like, no, but I got what I wanted because I was looking for curiosity. I was looking for variety and that's done. And you want to pack your bags and go. And then people don't want you to go and they start making faces. And then you can't say no. And you're like, oh my God, I have to be here and drag my feet and I have to just do this when I'm not enjoying it. And that's the story. <laughs> You have to say absolutely right. <laughs> I don't think even my better half knows me this well, okay? <laughs> Ask him to listen to this episode or not. <laughs> and he gets scared for one thing that you get bored of things so quickly. <laughs> I can imagine. If he knows this about you, he must be one interesting man to kind of make sure that you have continued to be with him for such a long time. I pity. <laughs> oh God. How? How do you do it? And now I feel, okay, so there are a lot, some things that I've learned in graphology, some things are yet to learn, but uska thod, I think is in your act. So, uh, okay, just to add this, so we run this mental gym, which is India's first mental and emotional gym called app that Kinnery is referring to. And I must tell you that knowing people and knowing personality has been the, the biggest privilege of my life. But I also saw people keep repeating the same pattern. They understand I function like this. They understand I think like that. But they still still keep repeating. All of us do, right? Like a part of it, like you don't know how to break out of it. So APT is absolutely non-graphology based conversation where we talk about how can you change certain things. We understood this is your problem. And you know, one-on-one I can tell you do this, Kinnery, don't do that, which I've been doing for such a long time. But we realized, especially during the pandemic, that so many people have such common problems. Like, for example, not being able to say no is such a common problem. And many, many people suffer from that. Now, if we have a hack, if we have a way to deal with that rejection, will it not be freeing for all of us? And we are not taught the techniques. It's literally like uh, someone in your, you know, back in the day, people used to, uh, one auntie in your society or in your family used to make amazing dal. And people always wondered, what does she do? How can her dal be like so out of the world? And we have like no clue about it. And another person would make gulab jamuns great. Now, until we didn't know the technique or the exact recipe, we couldn't do it. But the very moment now with YouTube and everything, everything, we have recipes to crack that code. So many of us have explored cooking like the way we have never done before. 
right? Because now we know the hack or the technique because we have sources to learn it. So we thought, what if we do the same with the mental fitness space? Because every time we talk about mental health, people think it's about anxiety and depression and all the things that are going wrong. And that has been my fight since the time I started the career. I'm like, why are we only talking about things that are going wrong? How about talking about how can you make it better? How can you improve it? How can you take it to the next level? So the whole mental fitness, I'm so passionate about because I feel when we are physically fit, we flaunt it, right? Like we show off and Instagram is filled with people who are physically fit. Like if people are mentally fit, then they are more tolerant. They deal with their stress better. They enjoy every moment better. And most importantly, they connect with the relationships of people around them at a deeper, deeper level. Now, imagine being able to be with people like this or create a community or create an organization like that. How amazing would that be? And that is the biggest pursuit to make all these psychological concepts so simple that all of us can try it and all of us can pick and choose whatever we like. Like I feel, you know, like uh, fear of rejection, the simple thing, like how you taught us in apt was get more rejected. That way you will overcome rejection. So yeah, that's... That was a phenomenal experiment. So I, I asked people to go and seek rejection. We give them good 30 days or more and said seven rejections is what you got to come back and report. And people are like rejected. Oh my God. So first week went in that whole paralysis only like, oh, why should I get rejected? Who will reject me? All of that (laughs) happened. After seven days, people are like, okay, she's not giving up on it. We have to go and get rejected. Then they started thinking about all the areas where they were avoiding rejection. And one of our uh, students, she is a professor. She was on the show uh, on one of the Absolutely Right podcast. She is a professor at Delhi University and she wanted to write to some mentors for many years. And she said, what if they reject me? What if they think I'm stupid? This, that, my papers are not good enough. And she wrote to three people. To her surprise, nobody rejected her. They came back and they actually wrote that somebody was busy. They said, okay, we'll get back. One person approved. So all of that happened, but she never wrote those emails only because of the fear that she had in her mind. And how many opportunities do we draw? Because we think, what if they say no? What if they don't like me? What if that is not the thing? You know, all of us do that. So yeah, seeking rejection was like, like one of my favorite exercises also. I just want to put in one thing. I think it's so beautiful that how you are so open to experimenting things. And just, just, it's just like, I think that's like the most beautiful trait that you have. I, uh, I, my, my team would only say that I keep putting <laughs> them into different stress levels every now and then because I'm sure because I am dealing with somebody like you and I'm like, yes, it's stressful, but it's actually parallelly beautiful also it's not a quality that everybody can have and it's i think it's really nice thank you thank you so much but i i think one of the reasons we could build a profession in graphology or could do the podcast in graphology you know like this this is not a profession that generally people accept easily it's mainly because of experimenting because we tried it in so many different manner from recruitment to selection, to coaching, to this, to that. So when you tried multiple things, you know, one, what works, what does not. And more importantly, you know what you love to do and what you don't like to do. So by now, after like so many experiments, I have found out what I really like. And I'm happy that people are also loving it so much so that we can continue to do this. But yeah, that's, I think experimenting is the the key. And most uh, interesting part of it is I learned it from people who are really, really successful. 
they were willing to drop it all and really move to the next level just now before our recording started i posted something on uh, instagram veer das did this performance and he had that beautiful yeah. last part yeah. to india's to and, india and now he's getting the slack and people are only editing the bad part and pulling a video and and promoting that saying that how he spoke against our country at an international platform all of that is happening so bbc reported that and i i wrote this that people who are change makers they're aware of the resistance that they will be facing the slack the the abuse that they might go through but they still choose the courage to stand there and do it it is not easy it is never easy to experiment like that he could have just chosen a safer path and would have only said things that that were accepted and approved by people but he didn't he stood there and he said what was his version of the truth what he thought he was authentically feeling and for anybody to do that one it is tough but it is extremely liberating so each each person who we invite as a podcast guest and people who are like change makers in their own right we try to understand exactly this aspect what are they doing so different what are they doing so beautifully that actually makes them who they are and that's what we want to embrace i wish i i get to do that at a larger level i wish all of you get to do that at a large and the best possible level of your capacity i think that would be amazing i mean <laughs> okay so to get get back to bhumika your first question that you asked me about the negatives now every time it comes to the negative behavior i always think this okay what we understand as negative or uh, is is slightly skewed as an idea because your negative could be your positive that you are not aware of or what you consider negative as your problem area it could happen because nobody has seen value and uh, there's a model called johari window model where a personality uh, you know all your personality is broken into four parts and please for our listeners look more it will be slightly complicated to explain johari window but there is one area of your personality that they say is unknown to you and unknown to people around you and that fourth unknown area is so important because sometimes we don't even know that weakness or what we think as weakness can be that unknown strength underneath and i'm saying this to you bhumika specifically because i feel you are very harsh on yourself in many many ways if your lines are not as straight as they should be in your work and in your life you become very critical about them Yeah. and that is a problem that is a problem not because you shouldn't pursue excellence that's a problem because you do not be kind with yourself when you do that yes that's so true so i should say absolutely right yes you should <laughs> <laughs> one more question because we're talking about this do you think that my writing speaks about me being rigid in some manner yes So I would say rigid comes from somebody who has. So are you stubborn? If that's what your question is, the answer to that would be found in the letter D. So all of you can look at her letter D. If there is a gap at the bottom of the letter D, like imagine like two legs standing wide apart, like Vishram position, then the person shows more stubbornness. And stubborn and firm are two separate things. When you are being firm, you want to do what is needed to be done. When you are being stubborn. 
then you think what you think is the right thing to do and thereby you stick to it because it is your opinion not the right opinion not the correct one not what you should be doing but it is your opinion that matters so if with all honesty i look at your letter d i would say yes there is a gap at the bottom and thereby if somebody tries to convince you on things that you're already convinced about all the best to them okay. <laughs> yeah it it so happens like and you know what is the funny part uh despite uh, these qualities uh, i have been said uh, by so many people that you know you have this trait of being undecisive or you cannot decide fast but recently i just feel that that's not the case the reason why i'm not deciding is for a another reason altogether because i'm just contemplating between if that's the right thing to do or not which is a beautiful point because any time we postpone anything or if you are being like the procrastinator on anything it actually comes down to very few people are genuine procrastinator and in graphology we look at the letter t and if you have the horizontal line uh, which is on the left side of the letter that, then we call you a procrastinator which i rarely find but all of us procrastinate and that comes from not wanting to have the clarity not wanting to look at what is that missing piece not being ready to take the leap and most the simplest solution of that is to seek information if you're postponing anything and it could be work situation personal situation uh, then ask yourself more questions on that like are you willing to do it i know uh, is there anything missing probably uh, what is missing here then you may come up with three areas that you don't know whether the client would agree to this concept whether i will get the exact material that i have seen as a reference or whether the vendor will be able to deliver that quality so now these are the things that you might be contemplating but you are not sure about so when people push you to make a decision tell me which material to order you can't because you have all these questions which are unanswered right so when you take a pause and think about it and say okay wait a minute what must be the reason why am i not making a decision you'll find what is a gap then i i this is a gap i started i started noticing those things that's amazing and and one more question like what about uh, ms you know we talk always talk about ms having the second loop hope higher and what about when it's the first one that's high then you are a diplomatic person now you may think yes. it's the it's a good quality to have be diplomatic with people but the problem is when you diplomacy requires more tact for you to deal with discomfort and difficult situations it requires tact if people only change their writing and make the first hump taller than the second one without developing the tact then they don't know how to function because suddenly their original way is taken away and they don't know the new one is literally like uh, imagine you are a cricket player and you are like really good with it and now you are playing basketball and you're playing basketball you're on the court you have the ball in your hand but you have no clue how to use it that's what happens to people when they do not uh, change the writing traits without learning the skill set so we always talk about so handwriting changes can help you change certain parts of your behavior but they have to be done in a specific manner only switching one letter to the other won't help and i keep talking about this is literally like people do not know how to switch it so when the switching is learned properly then it becomes easier
Wow. Can I ask one more question? Yes, please. Uh, do I have uh, fear of success? Oh, oh. So for our listeners, you may wonder what is this term? How can somebody be fearful of success? But there is a term like that. There is a concept like that. And if you felt a little curious about it when Bhumika asked that question, then do search it on Google and see what, if that is applicable for you or not. So fear of success in simplest words would mean that being more successful than where you are at or where, who you are is not easy for you to digest. And there could be many, many reasons for this. I have spoken to uh, chief financial officers and they said, I don't want to become a CEO. And I'm like, why would you not want to be get promoted? It's such an amazing thing. Isn't that the next thing that you want to do in your career? All of that, all of that. And I never understood it at that time, many years ago. I'm like, why would this person not do it? And that person paused and said, I don't want to do it because if I become a CEO, then I have to take care of the financial part, the marketing part, the operations part, and I'm not equipped to do it. I'm amazing with my work when it comes to finance and people love it. And I'm at the best possible position here. But if I'm given promotion, then I'll be responsible for things that I have no clue about. And that's how people fear failure. Oh, sorry. That's how people fear success. Some people fear success by disappearing when they're supposed to get recognition. So when, when they work very hard to get that final result, but when it comes to that final you know, uh, f- f- felicitation, final celebration, for some reason they're missing. They just suddenly withdraw or they somehow not there. And most of their memories of their life would be that I did everything. But when it came to receiving the actual respect, actual uh, remuneration, for some reason I wasn't considered because they do the work, but they hide themselves from the success possibilities. In your case, uh, and that is found in the letter Y, when the writing uh, shows the Y letter, the loop completes almost halfway. And instead of going to the to- to- towards the top, it turns and starts going downwards. Now, Bhumika, in your current sample, I do not see that as a prominent thing. However, there are one or two Y loops where there's a tendency for the letter to go down a bit because it is stopped midway. But I can see if I observe it carefully, there's a tendency for the stroke to go down. So I would say, yes, there is a slight uh, possibility in especially areas where you feel out of place is where you start fearing success. You do not want to get the bigger order because you think you might mess it up. You do not want people to recommend you to other clients who you don't know how to deal with those kind of people. Now, anytime this happens, and specifically in your case, it is lack of the skills required. So do work on the skill, build those skills. And, you know, that's the only way we would be growing. So true. Okay. Anyone else? Question? I had one question now in my writing that I see that, uh, you know, uh, my emotion keeps fluctuating and at the same time, my mood is uh, also kind of fluctuating. So how do I deal with uh, such situations? So fluctuations, we can look at them like the water levels in the sea. 
it keeps coming and keep going keeps coming and keep going for most people that fluctuation is not as frequent as such in you would be having now if you understand that this is this is a part of my personality and if you accept it you can know what are your triggers if other people might find those triggers say once in 5 days you may find them five times in a day okay all you got to do is understand now this is this is your instrument if you want to make the most of it now you may wish you know all of us uh, may wish that we get our, our tesla immediately tomorrow we might not we are still like with the cars that we have now we will live with the cars and do the most that our cars can do until we upgrade so similarly the acceptance of the situation or your personality is a big part is an essential part so pause and think about uh, ways in which you can create a system to observe your mood swings or system to look at what exactly gets you irritated triggered uh, unstable why those those emotional fluctuations happen when you will observe yourself you will see there are repetitive patterns and i have done this with so many people and i'm so confident about it because we do have repetitive patterns like there are people who get impatient in a certain manner only when they are you know at that peak some people get irritated when they are hangry some people so we all have like different patterns physical mental and emotional and all three must be observed if you are committed such in to know that i want to perform at a higher productivity level then you will find bouts of high productivity and in those times you will make the most of it is it work of course it is is it hard yes it is but it is harder to not be productive it is harder to not have control over your life it is harder to feel subjected to the fluctuation that might happen right like i'm i'm being a dyslexic i know that when the dyslexia get tr gets triggered due to whatever reason i i i speak in a particular manner i am not feeling comfortable the way i would like to in my speech so there are multiple ways in which i i have observed when it gets triggered and i also know what can i do about it after experimenting a lot and now by now if it happens i either can curb it quickly or i pause and i excuse myself and restart the whole thing or if i can't do either of them then i fall and i get up and then i i i fall lesser in that bout and i do obviously the kam sutra stroke practice i i do that that helps me be more grounded when it comes to calmness and speech and all of that so all these things are hacks that you create once you accept that this is who i am and i want to make the most of who i am there's so much that one can build um like you told bhumika that you know um sometimes your negative could uh, be actually positive i do believe that you know our negative can be made into positive and it could just work wonders make it as your strength right. uh, i want to know what my negatives are maybe in my head there are many um but what really do you see from my handwriting so i feel the way you follow your curiosity you can actually pause and think about what would you like to do to create a certain level of impact because impact mostly is about delivering to other people 
and curiosity is about you and your interests when the impact that you create with whatever professional choices personal choices social choices that you make if you start connecting to the impact all your talents that you and all the knowledge that you have gathered will start finding its way to that that project or that idea or that execution but currently you are in a way unwilling to commit to something with the fear that what if you get bored what if you do not uh, enjoy it after some time what if you lose interest you know because that has been your pattern <laughs> but that has been a pattern because you never felt committed about the impact in any relationship or any study when you were committed about the impact like being a mother being a spouse being the care provider in in a certain way you haven't got bored of it or you haven't shrugged your responsibilities because you said okay this is what i i am committing to do for the impact it would create sure. because the conversation in your case is not based in your professional context uh, because it becomes transactional then you lose interest if it becomes about learning say x amount that you finish in first three months then you get bored but the impact won't change the impact when you look at each person that you would touch if you pursue psychology seriously then every person's uh, problems that you would hear or become a space where people can come and talk to you you would see the impact you are creating then it is not about what can i learn from this person so that i will grow as a person it would be about what impact can i create for that person to grow in their life so yes you're right but what about this part which is already existing in me about being so curious all the time but you like, have to choose either or you never have to choose either or you can choose one area where you keep deepening your work and your impact and then go be a butterfly in other areas but if you make 100% life is about being a butterfly then it becomes a problem if you make 60 70% as your deeper investigative impact based work and 30% then do whatever then the whole equation changes like i i can relate to you in that sense because i'm curious about so many things i'm curious about every person i speak with i'm curious about cooking and and painting and you know like and, and you keep seeing that like i keep talking about so many things and that interest used usually was told to me by somebody that that is a gift and when first time when the for the first time when i accepted that as a gift and i really go deep in learning multiple things but i know when it comes to love of my life or that impact based is the work that we do through the mental gym and through refology now then i know that other things i can always learn i can always explore and this will become like the space that i'm growing because to continue what to do a profession or to you can't be all over the place uh, you have to um, um probably just pick up one thing and take it forward or not so don't so, think about choosing one thing choose a, th- think about choosing impact impact 
so for example i have done my professional filmmaking training uh, acting training voice over training and all my friends who looked at me like kitna kya chal raha like pick one aditi and just stick to it and i could not ever decide other than graphology of course but yoga teachers training like everything i've done is like full training it's not even like just go and do one course like six months one year programs like full thorough training but now when i look at it and i never thought i would get into creating content for social media or be a podcaster never was on my my chart but now that you are challenging yourself in a certain way all the training that years like you know 17 18 years or even before that is actually being utilized because you don't know what you're observing and my mom used to say this and i think it's a very indian thing to say that if you learn something it never goes away it will always find a way to express itself so you pick an area and you keep exploring in that direction all the things required and whatever you have learned will find a way and today that for the first time especially during the pandemic and last whatever two years we have been so communicative and and content driven all of that is for the first time i'm realizing how everything had fallen in place and now it makes sense so you never know you absolutely like no clue how things fall in place Okay. Thank you so much everybody for being on the show. It's always a treat to talk to our listeners and see how they look at the conversation because a podcast uh, even for that matter video is such a format that you talk to a camera or talk to one person at a time and you do not know exactly what conversations you're having until you don't listen from the listeners. So if you're listening to the show and if you're curious about how can you be on the show as our listeners special episode guest, please write to me on my email ID, write, W-R-I-T, at aditisurana.com. If you want to know more about our work and know how I can contribute to your life or what we can do together and how you can grow and actually choose mental fitness as your utmost priority, then all the information is available on aditisurana.com. Please check out all these details and write to us. Tell us how this podcast is creating a deep impact in your life. I would always, always love to know more about those stories. I'll see you on Friday with one more episode of the Absolutely Right podcast. Till then, happy writing.